If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Joining us live is Oklahoma Senator James Langford. Good morning, Senator. Hey, good morning to you. Your initial reaction to the results out of Georgia this morning? Yeah, obviously exceptionally close uh, and painful to be able to see because if uh, Republicans end up losing both of these seats, uh, it throws the Senate in quite a bit of turmoil here to be able to figure out what direction it goes. And uh, in all likelihood, that puts Chuck Schumer as leading the Senate. And uh, in a 50-50 time, uh, a Kamala Harris vice president would be the tiebreaker vote. Uh, so it's a pretty dramatic change of direction, uh, to say the least, for the Senate one way or the other. Do you think the president's actions of late led to the result we're seeing in Georgia this morning? Uh, there's really no way to tell. People vote for all kinds of different reasons uh, and different different things. Obviously, there were some folks that were out there saying that they were frustrated with the presidential election in November, and so they were just challenging people not to vote uh, we, uh, as a protest, which seems insane to me uh, to say that you're mad at voting and so you stop voting. I, I think you vote. You vote uh, regardless on this. And so we'll, we'll see what that looks like. But uh, I'm sure there are lots of reasons. And uh, I've not talked to the folks in Georgia, obviously, to be able to get a feel for what that looks like right now. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll let all those results come out in the, in the hours ahead. As you know, President Trump had an hour-long phone chat with the Georgia Secretary of State over the weekend. All I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. What was your initial reaction to that audio? And then as you've had time to talk to others and think about it a bit this week, has your opinion about the call changed at all? It has actually pretty significantly. That's a pretty perceptive question to be able to ask actually. Initially, I heard some of the clips on it and I thought, wow, what what in the world? That sounds terrible. Uh, and then I actually listened to the entire hour-long conversation one morning while I was working out. That was my podcast to get my adrenaline going, uh, to be able to go through the whole thing. Uh, but here, here's what's left out in this story. In Georgia law, uh, if you have more ballots that are disputed ballots than there are the difference between the two, the election has to be thrown out. And if you listen to the whole call, and if you know the background, just that one simple background, what they were trying to do is identify, we have all of these disputed ballots that are out there, and they have identified 24,000 ballots of people that had either voted twice, live out of state, uh, but had voted in Georgia anyway, uh, people that are on the death records, uh, but still somehow miraculously showed up to vote, all those things, they have 24,000 of the 5 million votes. And so what the president was saying was, I, I, I'm trying to identify 11,780 votes because that's what it takes to invalidate this election. And so we can get a chance to be able to do it right. Uh, and the secretary of state saying, we're not going to look at that. In fact, interestingly enough, a court yesterday uh, also said, we're, we're not going to even look at this claim uh, that you have these 24,000 votes that are invalidated. It takes weeks and weeks to be able to go through voter records to be able to identify all those things. And the president's team feels like they have gone through all the voter records of 5 million votes and have identified enough votes to make a difference. And he wasn't looking for the secretary of state to be able to flip 11,000 votes. He was looking for the secretary of state to acknowledge Georgia law and to say, we have disputed ballots twice as many as what you have uh, of the difference. And you need to recognize that and follow Georgia law. 
At noon Tulsa time today, there'll be that joint session of Congress to receive and accept the Electoral College vote state by state. When it's Arizona's turn, you and a dozen other Republican senators at least, and over 100 Republican House members plan to object to accepting those states' electors, and starting with Arizona. Why? Well, the number one reason on why is there are a lot of people with a lot of questions, and those questions have remained unanswered. And I don't think it helps us as a country to just ignore people uh, and to say we're not going to get an answer to your question. So what I've asked for is I'm not trying to invalidate the election. I'm not trying to overthrow an election. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm trying to ask for us to pause to get the full information to let people make decisions on it. So I'm asking myself and 11 other senators are asking for a 10-day pause uh, in this electoral uh, challenge or this electoral process of selection and to say, let's get all the facts out. Let's actually get all the details. And then let's go back to the states and the states can then make their final decision. J- just to clarify, the Congress cannot just choose the president unilaterally. If we have 50 states with certified electors, which we do, those electors have to stand. That's the law and that's following the Constitution. The only thing that we could do is to be able to challenge the timing of it, to challenge the information, and to be able to give the states more time to be able to look at this and review it. Uh, so that's the only thing that can really be done. You want an electoral commission appointed, five senators, five representatives, and five Supreme Court justices, 15 people in all. We've had almost 60 court cases all rejected. Two trips to the U.S. Supreme Court rejected. The president's former gen- attorney general finds no reason to proceed. You know about the now-fired cybersecurity chief, says it was the most secure election in U.S. history. Got all that. So what makes you think that 10 members of Congress and five Supreme Court justices <laughs> will convince anyone d- differently? Yeah, they're not actually trying to convince anyone. They're trying to pull information that has come out in the last month. Most every court case you just mentioned was done in December. Uh, Once the state's certified, most courts have just denied and said, we're not going to hear anything else on any other evidence. The state has certified this, so we're not going to look at it anymore. And as the evidence has come forward in the last month, that evidence is not being heard. Uh, And it's evidence like what I mentioned in Georgia of situations where now that the voter list is actually available, which wasn't available a month ago, now that that's actually available, there are these thousands of names that are coming out that do make a difference in this. It's the same with Nevada, where the Trump team has said they have 130,000 names of individuals that were voting that are not legal to vote or living in two states or voted twice. Uh, that was not heard by any court in the process. So some of these things are very particular and they are not falling into what happened a month ago. And we think they need to be heard. And I think the I think the people that are asking the questions deserve answers to those questions. Senator Jim Inhofe, who I think it can be argued, tends to back the president even more stringently than you sometimes, is right. not going along with this move to deny counting the electoral votes. In fact, uh, Senator Inhofe says, quote, to challenge a state's certification, given how specific the Constitution is, would be a violation of my oath of office. How can Jim Inhofe look at this and say, well, that'd be a violation of my oath, and you look at it and say, it's imperative we do this? Yeah, it's a, it, actually, it's a strange way. He's not wrong on that. So that's why I'm not trying to take out the electors. Uh, that would be a violation of our oath. I'm trying to give us 10 more days to actually go through the evidence to be able to make sure that we've got everything. That would not interrupt the inauguration date. 
of uh, the 20th, that if everything comes down and the states make a decision that's different, there would still be time to be able to do that. But uh, Jim is right. You, you cannot just, as a member of Congress, uh, flip votes for electors. Uh, the state sends a slate of electors. Those have been certified. You can't just uh, switch them to somebody else. Some, uh, some folks have said just change them over to the others. It doesn't work that way. They're, they have different electors that they choose depending on who is actually elected in that state. You can't just force them to be able to change it. You can't just kick them out. The law doesn't allow that if they're a certified elector. And also this big rumor about the vice president that somehow the vice president can just declare people uh, as president is not constitutionally true either. Mm. Uh, so there's a, a lot of noise that's out there. And I think what Jim Inhofe was saying was you can't just ignore the Constitution on this. And I completely agree with him on that. That's not what we're trying to do on this. What we're trying to do is pause, give more time for information, give that information to the states. And if the states choose to change their electors based on that new information, they can but if they do not, then we are bound to the electors that they have sent. This is tearing the GOP apart right now, isn't it? You know, I, I think it's a frustrating moment because everybody feels like um, there, there are these unanswered questions and everybody's trying to figure out the best way to do it. I, I would tell you, I don't run into people, Jim Inhofe being uh, the, the same on that. Uh, Jim has real questions about this election as well and some real issues that are out there that we have all seen. The challenge is, how do you get it? Because constitutionally... We are the United States of America, and individual states choose presidents, and uh, that's how the elections are done. And we can't just step in and override all of that. Uh, contrary to Internet rumors right now, uh, we don't have that authority to be able to jump in and do that. Uh, so what we're trying to do is to be able to solve a problem that needs to be solved, and it's, and it's a mess. And when you've got a problem, you've got lots of different disagreements on how to solve it. You know this won't succeed, right? I mean, bipartisan majority on both chambers is going to pass this. So what is this really about? Is this you don't want to be a target of a Trump Twitter tirade or is it a loyalty test? No, what is it? No, no. I, I, this, this is honoring people that want to be heard on this. Uh, there, there are lots of folks in our state that are uncomfortable with the direction things are going. I'm honoring people to say, let's find a way. Uh, as much of a long shot it is, I'm going to continue to be able to press and to say, if there is a way to do it, I want to do it. That's why we pressed this for a while. We've not been able to get the momentum uh, to be able to move it. It's an even longer shot today than it was yesterday, even because we've had several Republican House members have now tested positive for COVID. So they're not going to be in the chamber voting as well. I don't think that this is going to pass today. Uh, at the end of the time, Joe Biden's going to be certified at the end of the day, and uh, he will be the president-elect by the end of the day, however long that this day ends up being. Uh, and that's the that's the way that elections go. And then we'll continue to be able to work uh, four years from now for the next election. That's who we are as Americans. Before we part, I, I want to touch on some of the accomplishments that you've actually been able to push across the finish line before the end of the last Congress. Maybe the most important of which is the uh, Taxpayers' Right to Know Act. You've been yeah. fighting for that for almost a decade now. I have, actually. I started pounding away at this when I was in the House representing central Oklahoma and have continued to be able to pound away as a, as a senator for this. Uh, this gives information to the taxpayers they've never had before, and it forces agencies to actually open their books and allow people to be able to see in. Even as a member of Congress, if I want to know how many programs are out there for a specific thing and how many agencies do it, it takes me six to 18 months to be able to get that information going through a separate government entity because the agencies don't want to list their programs, don't want to list the number of staff they put to it, how much they spend on each program. They do all these big headings and say, this is what we do to take care of kids. 
well, that's great. And that sounds wonderful. What are the programs that are under there? Do they work? And how many people have you assigned to do that? And are you taking care of a hundred kids, but you have 150 employees doing that? Mm -hmm. No one knows uh, because you can't actually see the data over the next couple of years we'll start implementing this uh, this process. And now it has become the law that all of us will be able to see within seconds how our government works, what programs are out there, what duplication in government is out there, and if these programs are actually being effective. And I think that'll help us long-term with our budget more than anything else to just get the facts and the truth about our budget out there. Senator, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us kind of right here in the crux of these two big stories going on in Georgia and in Washington. We really appreciate your time this morning, and thank you. You bet. Glad to be able to do it. Y'all take care. Pray for the nation. This is a noisy season, but uh, it's not a day that's caught God unawares, and it's not a day that we should be at each other's throats at it. Uh, we, we resolve our differences peacefully. That's how we do things. And uh, so let's continue to be able to work through the process and just pray for each other. Oklahoma Senator James Langford. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.